Hello, and welcome back to the Bible Podcast. Today is May 2nd. We're reading through 2 Kings. Today we'll cover chapters 13 through 15. Let's begin. Chapter 13. Jehoahaz, son of Jehu, became king of Israel in the 23rd year of the reign of Joash, son of Ahaziah, king of Judah. He reigned in Samaria for 17 years. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight and followed the sin that Jeroboam, son of Nebat, had made Israel commit. He did not end them. So the Lord was angry with Israel, and he repeatedly allowed them to be defeated by Hazael, king of Aram, and his son Ben-Hadad. Jehoahaz asked the Lord for help, and the Lord responded to his request because he saw how badly the king of Aram was treating Israel. The Lord gave Israel someone who would save them so they were no longer under the Aramean rule. Then the Israelites were able to go back to living in safety as before. Even so, they did not end the sins that the house of Jeroboam had made Israel commit. They continued to follow them. The Asherah idol still stood in Samaria. All that was left of Jehoaz's army were 50 horsemen, 10 chariots, and 10,000 soldiers, for the king of Aram had destroyed the rest, turning them into dust like that when grain is threshed. The rest of what happened in Jehoahaz's reign, all he did and his great achievements are recorded in the book of Chronicles of the kings of Israel. Jehoahaz died and was buried in Samaria. His son Jehoash succeeded him as king. Jehoash, son of Jehoahaz, became king of Israel in Samaria in the 37th year of the reign of King Joash of Judah, and he reigned for 16 years. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight and did not end all the sins that Jeroboam, son of Nebat, had made Israel commit. He continued to follow them. The rest of what happened in Jehoash's reign, all he did in his great achievements such as his war against Amaziah, king of Judah, are recorded in the book of Chronicles of the kings of Israel. Jehoash died and Jeroboam sat on his throne. Jehoash was buried in Samaria with the kings of Israel. Elisha had become ill with a disease that would eventually kill him. Jehoash, king of Israel, went to visit him and wept over him, saying, My father, my father, the chariots and the horsemen of Israel. Elisha told him, Find a bow and some areas. So Jehoash found a bow and arrows. Then Elisha said to the king of Israel, Pick up the bow. So the king picked up the bow. Elisha placed his hands on the king's hands. Open the east window, he told him. So the king opened it, and Elisha said, Shoot! So he fired an arrow. Then Elisha explained, This is the Lord's victory arrow, representing the arrow of victory over the Arameans. You will attack the Arameans in Aphek and finish them off. Then Elisha said, Pick up the arrows. So he picked them up. Elisha told the king of Israel, Hit the ground with them. He hit the ground three times and stopped. The man of God got angry with him, telling him, You should have hit the ground five or six times. He exclaimed, Then you would have beaten Aram until it was entirely destroyed. Now you will be victorious only three times. Then Elisha died and was buried. Groups of Moabite raiders used to invade the land each spring. Once, when some Israelites were burying a man, they spied a band of these raiders, so they hastily threw the corpse into the tomb of Elisha and fled. But as soon as the body touched Elisha's bones, The dead man revived and jumped to his feet. King Hazael of Aram had oppressed Israel during the entire reign of King Jehoahaz. 
But the Lord was gracious and merciful to the people of Israel, and they were not totally destroyed. He pitied them because of his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and to this day he still has not completely destroyed them or banished them from his presence. King Hazael of Aram died, and his son Ben-Hadad became the next king. Then Jehoash, son of Jehoahaz, recaptured from Ben-Hadad, son of Hazael, the towns that had been taken from Jehoash's father, Jehoahaz. Jehoash defeated Ben-Hadad on three occasions, and he recovered the Israelite towns. Chapter 14 Amaziah, son of Joash, became king of Judah in the second year of the reign of Jehoash, son of Jehoahaz, king of Israel. He was 25 when he became king and reigned in Jerusalem for 29 years. His mother's name was Jehoadam of Jerusalem. He did what was right in the Lord's sight, but not in the same way as his forefather David had. He did everything just as his father Joash had done. But the high places were not removed. The people still were sacrificing and presenting burnt offerings in those places. Once he was secure on the throne, he executed the officials who had murdered his father the king. But he did not execute the murderer's children, following the Lord's command in the law of Moses that fathers must not be put to death for their children's sins, and children must not be put to death for their father's sins. Everyone is to die for their own sins. Amaziah killed 10,000 Edomites in the Valley of Salt. He attacked and captured Selah and renamed it Jokthil, which is what it is called to this day. Amaziah sent messengers to the king of Israel, Jehoash, son of Jehoahaz, son of Jehu, telling him, Let's fight face to face. Jehoash, king of Israel, replied to Amaziah, king of Judah. In Lebanon, a thistle sent a message to a cedar, saying, Give your daughter as a wife to my son. But a wild animal of Lebanon came by and trampled down the thistle. You may indeed have defeated Edom, but now you've become arrogant. Stay home and enjoy your victory. Why provoke trouble that will bring you down and Judah with you? But Amaziah refused to listen, so Jehoash, king of Israel, came to attack him. He and Amaziah, king of Judah, met face to face at Beth Shemesh in Judah. The army of Judah was defeated by Israel and ran away home. Jehoash, king of Israel, captured Amaziah, king of Judah, the son of Joash, son of Ahaziah, at Beth Shemesh. Then Jehoash attacked Jerusalem and knocked down the city wall from the Ephraim gate to the corner gate, about 400 cubits in length. He removed all the gold and silver and all the items found in the Lord's temple and in the treasuries of the royal palace, and also took some hostages. Then he went back to Samaria. The rest of what happened in Jehoash's reign, all he did in his great achievements and his war with Amaziah, king of Judah, are recorded in the book of Chronicles of the kings of Israel. Jehoash died and was buried in Samaria with the kings of Israel. His son Jeroboam succeeded him as king. Amaziah, son of Joash, king of Judah, lived for 15 more years after the death of Joash, son of Jehoahaz, king of Israel. The rest of the events that happened in Amaziah's reign are recorded in the book of Chronicles of the kings of Judah. A conspiracy against Amaziah took place in Jerusalem, and he ran away to Lachish. But men were sent after him, and they murdered him there. They brought him back on horses and buried him in Jerusalem with his forefathers in the city of David. Then all the people of Judah made Amaziah's son, Azariah, king to replace his father. 
Azariah was 16 years old. Azariah recaptured Elath for Judah and rebuilt it after his father's death. Jeroboam, son of Jehoash, became king of Israel in the 15th year of the reign of Amaziah, son of Joash, king of Judah. He reigned in Samaria for 41 years. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight and did not end all the sins that Jeroboam, son of Nebat, had made Israel commit. He restored the border of Israel to where it had been from Lebohamath as far as the Sea of the Arabah, as the Lord, the God of Israel, had said through his servant Jonah, son of Amittai, the prophet who came from Gath-Hefer. The Lord had seen how badly the Israelites were suffering, both slave and free. No one was there to help Israel. However, since the Lord had said that he would not wipe out Israel, he saved them through Jeroboam, son of Jehoash. The rest of what happened in Jeroboam's reign, all he did and his great achievements and the battles he fought and how he recovered for Israel both Damascus and Hamath are recorded in the book of Chronicles of the kings of Israel. Jeroboam died and was buried with the kings of Israel. His son Zechariah succeeded him as king. Chapter 15 Azariah, son of Amaziah, became king of Judah in the 27th year of the reign of Jeroboam, king of Israel. He was 16 years old when he became king and reigned in Jerusalem for 52 years. His mother's name was Jecoliah of Jerusalem. He did what was right in the Lord's sight, just as his father Amaziah had done. But the high places were not removed. The people still were sacrificing and presenting burnt offerings in those places. The Lord touched the king and he had leprosy until the day he died. He lived in isolation in a separate house. His son Jotham was in charge of the palace and was the country's actual ruler. The rest of what happened in Azariah's reign and all he did are recorded in the book of Chronicles of the kings of Judah. Azariah died and was buried with his forefathers in the city of David. His son Jotham succeeded him as king. Zechariah, son of Jeroboam, became king of Israel in the 38th year of the reign of Azariah, king of Judah. He reigned in Samaria for six months. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight, as his forefathers had done. He did not end the sins that Jeroboam, son of Nebat, had made Israel commit. Then Shalom, son of Jabesh, plotted against Zechariah. He attacked him, murdering him in front of the people, and took over as king. The rest of the events of Zechariah's reign are recorded in the book of Chronicles of the kings of Israel. In this way, what the Lord told Jehu came true. Your descendants will sit on the throne of Israel to the fourth generation. Shalom, son of Jabesh, became king in the 39th year of the reign of King Uzziah of Judah. He reigned in Samaria for one month. Then Menahem, son of Gadi, went from Tizra to Samaria, attacked and murdered Shalom, son of Jabesh, and took over as king. The rest of the events of Shalom's reign and the rebellion he plotted are recorded in the book of Chronicles of the kings of Israel. At that time, Menahem, starting from Tirzah, attacked Tifsa and the region nearby because they would not surrender the town to him. So he destroyed Tifsa and ripped open all the pregnant women. Menahem, son of Gadi, became king of Israel in the 39th year of the reign of King Azariah of Judah. He reigned in Samaria for 10 years. Throughout his reign, he did what was evil in the Lord's sight. He did not end the sins that Jeroboam, son of Nebat, had made Israel commit. Pul, king of Assyria, invaded the country. Menahem paid Pul a thousand talents of silver 
to support Menahem in consolidating his power over the kingdom. Menahem demanded payment from all the wealthy men of Israel, 50 shekels of silver each, to give to the king of Assyria. So the king of Assyria retreated and did not stay in the country. The rest of what happened in Menahem's reign and all he did are recorded in the book of Chronicles of the kings of Israel. Menahem died and his son Pekahiah succeeded him as king. Pekahiah, son of Menahem, became king of Israel in Samaria in the fiftieth year of the reign of King Azariah of Judah, and he reigned for two years. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight. He did not end the sins that Jeroboam, son of Nebat, had made Israel commit. Pekah, son of Remaliah, one of his officers, plotted against him together with Argob, Ariah, and fifty men from Gilead. Pekah attacked and killed Pekahiah in the fortress of the king's palace in Samaria, and took over as king. The rest of what happened in Pekahiah's reign and all he did are recorded in the book of Chronicles of the kings of Israel. Pekah, son of Remaliah, became king of Israel in the 52nd year of the reign of King Azariah of Judah. He reigned in Samaria for 20 years. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight. He did not end the sins that Jeroboam, son of Nebat, had made Israel commit. During the reign of Pekah, king of Israel, Tiglath-Pileser, king of Assyria, invaded and captured Ijon, Abel Beth Maka, Genoa, Kadesh, Hazor, Gilead, Galilee, and all the land of Naphtali, and he took the people to Assyria as prisoners. Then Hoshea, son of Ella, plotted against Pekah, son of Remaliah, in the twentieth year of the reign of Jotham, son of Uzziah. Hoshea attacked Pekah, killed him, and took over as king. The rest of what happened in Pekah's reign and all he did are recorded in the book of Chronicles of the kings of Israel. Jotham, son of Uzziah, became king of Judah in the second year of the reign of Pekah, son of Remaliah, king of Israel. He was 25 when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem for 16 years. His mother's name was Jerusha, daughter of Zadok. He did what was right in the Lord's sight, just as his father Uzziah had done. But the high places were not removed. The people still were sacrificing and presenting burnt offerings in those places. He rebuilt the upper gate of the Lord's temple. The rest of the events of Jotham's reign are recorded in the book of Chronicles of the kings of Judah. During that time, the Lord started sending Rezin, king of Aram, and Pekah, son of Remaliah, to attack Judah. Jotham died and was buried with his forefathers in the city of David, his ancestor. His son Ahaz succeeded him as king. Looking back in history, Italian artist, scientist, and inventor Leonardo da Vinci died on this day in 1519. He is known as one of the greatest painters and most versatile geniuses in history. His portrait, Mona Lisa, and his religious scene, The Last Supper, rank among the most famous pictures ever painted. In addition to da Vinci's great works of art, he also invented the first parachute and drew plans for the helicopter. Like many Renaissance artists, Leonardo sometimes worked as an engineer or military architect. He produced designs for a variety of war machines, among them tanks, machine guns, and movable bridges. His influence is still felt centuries after his death. Great men lived through their influence long after their lifetime. Elisha was such a man. This remarkable prophet had been used by God in such dramatic ways that kings sought him out for advice and help. Although weak and feeble in old age, Elisha was consulted when crisis came. 
powerful enough to perform miracles and appoint kings, yet sensitive enough to weep over the fate of Israel. Elisha, disciple and successor to Elijah, proved to be both prophet and statesman. Chosen by God and handpicked by Elijah in the latter half of the 9th century BC, Elisha directed the historical drama of Israel. His influence is still felt today. Looking deeper, good men sometimes suffer. Just because Elisha was a great prophet did not mean he was immune from the human condition. He also felt pain. We never retire from God's calling on our lives. Elisha, though old and feeble, prophesied powerfully to the timid king. We are the tools, but God is the power behind us. Elisha places his hands over the kings, symbolizing God's power to be used through those hands. We must always be bold when doing God's work. Jehoash timidly obeys the prophet's words and is sharply rebuked by Elisha. Our effectiveness and influence can go far beyond this earthly life. Elisha touched others long after his death. Let's end with prayer. Help me, Lord, not to be half-hearted in doing your work. Rather, let me approach my assignment with boldness and enthusiasm. Amen. All right, folks, looking forward to being with you tomorrow as we continue through the second book of Kings, reading chapters 16 and 17.